Chapter Twelve of Faulkner's Folly by Carolyn Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Twelve, a vision. It was curious to note the various expressions that met the eyes of the priestess. Bobsy Roberts regarded her with awe. All his scepticism was gone. He was ready to believe anything she might say. She had stood the severest tests, had tossed them aside without noticing them, and had come triumphant through the experimental ordeal. Surely if she revealed anything hitherto unknown it would be the truth. But could she do that? Natalie and Barry both showed fear strive to hide it as they would it lurked in their staring eyes it was evident in their restless hands and as if moved by the same thought they turned and gazed at each other beatrice faulkner looked troubled she saw the two young people in their distress and she looked at the detective furtively joyce however was the one to whom all turned breathlessly awaiting her decision yes she said and her voice rang out with its note of determination yes madame orienta tell all you know all you can learn by your mystic power as if in obedience to a command the graceful figure of the mystic fell into a languid pose her arms fell limply her head drooped a very little to one side her eyes were open but seemed to be unseeing for her glance was fixed as if watching a mirage she looked directly toward the chair where stannard had died her half-vacant glance centred on it and in a moment she began speaking she sounded as one in a trance she was alive but not alert like one sleep-walking or talking in a dream i see it all clearly i see the artist in his favourite chair he is at his work no not working but gazing at something criticising work that he has done it is not a picture it is a small panel he takes up a tool an instrument a sharp pointed one he hesitates and then with a sudden angry exclamation he scratches and mars the work it pleases him that he has done so and he smiles a man enters there was a stir among her audience the tension was too great barry sought natalie's hand and clasped it tightly roberts shot glances quickly from one to another but returned his gaze at once to the speaker joyce and beatrice leaned forward fairly hanging on the words of revelation the man he is big and dark confronts the artist as he sits the intruder without a word grasps the sharp tool from the fingers of the one who holds it and thrusts it into the breast of his victim he darts across the room turns off all light and it is so black i cannot see him depart but i hear him i hear his stealthy tread he comes back past the dying man he hears a groan he pauses i can see nothing but i hear two come in at opposite doors they stand breathing heavily in fear in horror of they know not what as they stand half dazed i hear the man the murderer slip past one of them and out of the room the light flashes on the room is dazzlingly bright i see the two who first entered they are women they gaze affrightedly at each other and then at the man in the chair two others have appeared they are at the other end of the long room it must have been one of these who flashed the light on they are a man a servant he is and a woman both are terrorized at what they see 
the two women near the chair of the dying man accuse each other of the crime but this is the frenzied cry of shock and fright they do not mean it they scarce know what they utter the dying man raises his head in a final effort of life he sees the scene with the clearness of the dying brain he hears the servants say who did this he replies with upraised shaking finger natalie nor joyce he means neither of these innocent women was concerned he tries to tell more to tell of his assailant but death claims him his voice ceases his heart stops beating he is gone that is all with his last breath he tried to say neither natalie nor joyce but his failing speech rendered the words unintelligible the vision fades orienta ceased speaking her eyes drooped shut and she lay back in her chair as one asleep the silence remained unbroken for a minute or more the beautiful voice still rang in their ears they were still back in the scene they had heard described the vividly drawn picture was still with them and there was no reaction until bobsy roberts said in a tone of odd belief by jove then the stunned figures moved beatrice looked at joyce with a smile of deep thankfulness and then turned to smile at natalie the girl was radiant she had sensed acutely the whole scene and she realized perfectly what the revelation meant barry was looking at her adoringly and his face was full of triumphant joy joyce looked still a bit dazed had the experiment really proved so much more successful than she had dared to hope she looked at roberts he was scribbling fast in a notebook lest some point of the story escape his memory orienta opened her eyes roused her long exquisite figure to an upright posture and passed her hand gently across her brow is it enough she asked are you satisfied may we ask questions eagerly exclaimed bobsy yes but only important ones i am very weary then please describe more fully the man who struck the blow again orienta's eyes fastened themselves on the big armchair i see him clearly she said clasping her hands in her tense concentration but his back is toward me as he bends over his victim how is he dressed i cannot quite tell his figure is vague his clothes seem merely a dark shadow against the light does it seem to be evening dress it may be i cannot say surely at any rate it is not the rough dress of a tramp or a burglar no not that i think he is not masked no you say he is dark pardon me madame but it is my duty to get these details yes his hair as i see it is dark and he has a round smooth-shaven face robert spoke eagerly as if he had in mind a distinct personality no said orienta slowly no he has a long thin face can you see his face then bobsy fairly shot out the words not his face but an indication of his profile then he is clean-shaven no he wears a beard oh a dark beard a heavy one dark yes but not heavy pointed or full somewhat pointed ah he has turned away i cannot tell is he wearing a hat but no you see his hair i see no hat 
is there a hat on the table on a chair i cannot tell the vision fades let up roberts said barry we are sure now the man was an intruder let it go at that if you can find such a one it won't matter whether he had a hat or not it is important insisted bobsey now madame orienta tell us again of his actions even if the vision has faded tell from your memory what he did you saw him when he crossed the room toward the hall door it was light then yes he moved swiftly straight to the electric switch and pressed it then i could see no more of course not but you heard his steps returning you said yes he went stealthily but i heard him feel his way by the furniture and walls and at the same time you heard a sound from mr stannard yes a sort of gasp or groan right it was this then that attracted the attention of mrs stannard and miss vernon and they entered at about the same time so far as i can judge they were both there when the lights reappeared and in that brief instant the man had slipped past one of them and escaped that is as the vision revealed it only one more question past which woman did he go i cannot say i merely heard a quick footstep at that end of the room it couldn't have been past miss vernon said bobsey she was too near the door according to her own account and i don't see how he could have passed mrs stannard as there was a low light in the billiard-room and she must have seen him pass both women were looking toward the source of the sound they heard also at that very moment the wounded man gave a faint cry of help an instant after the servant turned on the light in that instant the man disappeared unnoticed by any one i am not explaining these occurrences mr roberts i am describing them it is for you to interpret their meaning bobsey fell into a brown study and timidly natalie put forth a question how do you know he said or tried to say neither joyce nor natalie orienta looked at the girl with an affectionate expression you are as sensitive yourself miss vernon it will not be difficult for you to understand by my clairvoyance i read the thought in his mind i know he feared one or other of the two women he saw might be suspected the dying often have abnormally acute prescience to ward off any such danger and in reply to the servant's inquiry he strove to say neither of you were implicated he raised his hand in protest but he was physically unable to articulate clearly and so his words were misconstrued you heard the words said natalie to beatrice faulkner does it seem to you he meant that yes was the reply now that i think it over i feel sure he did at the moment you know i could scarcely control my senses and his voice sounded so queer and unnatural it was difficult to gather his meaning i think so too broke in joyce i know that's what he meant eric's very nature was against his accusing any woman of wrong-doing he meant just what madame orienta has told us and i am glad there can be no more doubt about it could a man have brushed by you that moment mrs stannard asked bobsey i suppose so i came from a lighted room into one of pitch blackness i heard a quick breathing from the opposite side of the room where natalie was i dare say i involuntarily took a step forward and the man slipped past behind me it all happened so quickly and i was so frightened i can't describe my exact sensations 
but i accept madame orienta's revelation as the truth and joyce's face paled a little and she spoke very sternly i positively forbid any further investigation of the whole matter then you suspect some one asked bobsy quickly not at all was the haughty answer and joyce looked like a queen issuing commands i have no idea who the intruder was nor do i want to know but if this story is made public a dozen men will be found to fit the description and it will mean no end of trouble and injustice therefore i request mr roberts that you let it go no further i can't promise that said bobsy gravely i am bound to report to my chief but if he agrees i will stop all investigation that won't do said joyce her dark eyes troubled you must promise what i ask i think you need have no fear mrs stannard of any injustice being done one moment madame orienta you saw the footman blake followed by mrs faulkner enter the room and turn on the light just as they testified the light was flashed on and then i saw the servant his hand still on the switch behind him at his very shoulder was mrs faulkner her face drawn with fear and horror naturally i turned my attention at once to the other end of the room and there saw for the first time the two women whom i had heard enter a moment before thank you that is all and rising bobsy roberts made brief adieus and hurried away he went straight to headquarters and sought captain steele got stannard's murderer he announced excitedly again or yet asked his unmoved listener got it in the queerest way too bobsy went on as he fished for his notebooks in the pocket of the overcoat he had laid off do you believe in mejum's cap not so you'd notice it spill your yarn well to begin at the beginning of this chapter of it mrs stannard engaged a clairvoyant lady to see visions spooks not exactly that but to-well to reconstruct the murder scene mentally you know and see who did the stabbing and by jove she told us come now bobsy i'll stand for a good deal from you now hold on she didn't know she told what didn't know what she told if you could listen without butting in every minute i'd give you the whole story i'll try and captain steele folded his hands and listened without a word while bobsy told him every detail of the orienta revelation often he referred to his notes and again he told vividly from memory the exact words of the priestess and you fell for that cried steele as the tale ended sure i did and so would you if you'd been there you can sort of sense the difference between the professional fake mediums and this this lady she was the real thing all right i felt just as you do before i saw her but i was soon convinced why man that reading the sealed messages was enough pooh they have lots of ways of doing that but she didn't use any of their ways i myself handed the bunch to her and immediately she read them out and in pitch dark too no there was no chance for trickery she read them in dark or light equally well and not a seal broken or an envelope torn now then no chance for a confederate not the least we sat in a row and she sat facing us fully eight feet away and what could a confederate do i handed her the envelopes she gave them back to me intact not one of us moved 
when it was dark her voice proved she was in her chair and when i flashed on the light suddenly there she was without a change of posture holding the envelopes exactly as i had given them to her i tell you she's the real thing i've read up on the trickery business and all the books say that while there is lots of fraud there is also a certain amount of telepathy or clairvoyance or whatever you want to call it that's true and that's her sort well who is the man did she tell you no she didn't know but i know who then eugene courtney what of course it is i've had him in the back of my head for some time but i couldn't get a peg to hang a clue on now i see how he could have done it he did do it just as the lady said he slipped in stabbed his man turned off the light and slipped out again past mrs stannard why didn't she know it she did know it don't you see those two are in love they wanted stannard out of the way but i don't think there was collusion i think it was this way you know it is history that mrs stannard and courtney were alone in the billiard-room of course he was making love to her and bemoaning the fact of stannard's existence now either he went from her into the studio and she knew it or else he went away as they say and returned through the billiard-room and she didn't know it how could she help seeing him oh say she was crying or had buried her face in a sofa-cushion or was sitting before the fire and he passed behind her but admit that he could have gone through that room unknown to her which of course he could well he goes in and later in the dark he goes out the same way i don't know about her knowledge of any part of this performance but i think she knew nothing of it or she wouldn't have engaged the occult lady she did that to clear herself yes and miss vernon too but when the priestess as they call her spoke of a tall dark man with a beard mrs stannard was scared to death and wanted it all called off a tall man with a beard yes a dark pointed beard isn't that courtney sounds like him did she describe him further yes but only when i dragged it out of her she vowed she couldn't see him clearly and i pretended i wanted her to say a round smooth-shaven face and little by little i warmed it out and it was courtney to the life then mrs stannard weakened on the whole show which proves it you say you've thought of him before only vaguely but you know his story how he sat on the lawn bench and watched the lights go off and on good work that he himself turned them off and then escaped to the lawn and cleverly sat there to see what occurred instead of going home and thereby being suspected and kept still when he found those two women were accused sure he knew they'd get off all right and if he expected to marry mrs stannard he couldn't let himself get into the game so he made up his simple clever yarn and stuck to it yes sir courtney's your man wait what about that conversation mrs stannard overheard she says her husband was talking to a woman she made that up probably she had a glimmer of suspicion toward courtney and did anything she could to make it seem somebody else then she hired this visionary and that brought about the very revelation she didn't want but she never dreamed it would do so she had no faith in the thing and thought it would merely divert suspicion to some unknown intruder and so it would if i hadn't pinned the seeress down to a careful description then the more mrs stannard showed discomfiture the more i knew i was right i believe you bobsy 
now how shall we go about proving it it will prove itself it's a case of murder will out you'll see End of chapter 12